welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. We're starting a new series today called Grow. Say Grow. How many of you remember that old song, Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day, and Joe? You want to sing it? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, 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 yeah. And you'll grow, 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 and you'll grow, grow, grow. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. And what's the other, we won't go through the whole thing, but that was fun, though. We could do this all day. It'd be great. What's the other part go? Don't read your Bible. Don't ever pray and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Come on, Willow, you remember this. We were in, (laughs) it was my favorite kids' church. Was that church was the best church ever for kids' church. And those songs have a way, they're like jingles. They just get inside of your heart. Did you know that music bypasses your intellect? It bypasses your intellect, and it's a powerful thing to learn songs that have to do with the Word of God, that have to do with who God is, because it gets down inside of your heart, and nothing can get it out. Once it bypasses your intellect, it is in there, and some days you could be in a dark place, and you know what? You'll hear the Holy Spirit go, read your Bible, pray every day. You're like, why is this silly song in my head? And God's like, because I'm reminding you to go read your Bible. So we're doing a series on grow. And Joshua 1.8 says that this book of the law shall not depart from you. Um, but as you observe, or you will meditate on it day and night. And as you observe to do all that's written in it, that you would have good success. So we are a people of the word, we are a people of prayer, we are a people of worship. And those are three basic ingredients to grow. Look at your neighbor today and say, grow. Look at your other neighbor if you have one, say, God wants you to grow. God's called you to grow. But I I felt like the Lord wanted me to talk out of a text today, out of Psalm 92, 13, and it says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. And I believe in the local church. I believe that we are called to be in the local church, that we are all called to be planted in a local church, rooted and planted, that our roots can go deep so that we can produce fruit, juicy fruit, to the glory of God. And, you know, I'm seeing this phenomenon going on right now. And especially with your generation. And it's like we are just here and we are there and we are everywhere. And we're not, even, we're not getting planted. And it's almost kind of like we're hedging our bets that this might be better. Or then this is better. Oh, this is better. Let me go here. Oh, this is better. You know, and we're here, there, and everywhere. But what happens is, is we're hedging our bets. We don't get planted. What happens? We don't grow. And it's a trap of the enemy to make us discontent and unsettled so that we are spinning around trying to find doing what or trying to find that thing that we will love and trying to find that thing that will make us happy when really realizing that we need to get planted. 
And we have, we have served under so many people. We have served so many churches. And, you know, I was telling someone the other day that I have realized that we can live anywhere. I've realized that, that we can live anywhere. And that my anywhere is where they are and where God has called us to do. And you know what? The grass isn't greener on the other side. I promise you. I've lived this. Okay? The grass ain't greener on the other side. The grass is greenest where it's watered where it's watered. So I, I believe in the local church. I believe in getting planted in the local church under leaders that you can trust in a safe place where you can build, where you can grow, where you can have the gifts and callings um, called forth out of you. You want to be in a community where they see what Jesus sees in you because if you're not in a community that doesn't see what Jesus sees in you, you'll begin to believe what they see. And I know you've heard me say this before, but I mean it. But when we're planted in the house of the Lord, Psalm 92:13 says that we will flourish in the courts of their God. And if God word says, says it, that settles it. And I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. So turn today to Psalm 92, verse 12. We don't have a lot of slides today. Uh, I've been in Calgary all week trying to do my schooling and do everything else in life. It's fun, isn't it, Jamie? <laughs> it's fun doing everything. It's good. But to grow, if you're taking notes today, to grow means to undergo natural development by increasing in size and changing physically, progressing to maturity. It also means to become larger or greater over a period of time. It means to increase. We're going to talk a little bit about trees today. I'm going to be really heavy on my notes today. It's kind of like science class today. Um, so when you're leaning in today for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I won't be super long today. I want you to encourage you to be leaning in with a prophetic ear today. The Bible says that if any man has an ear to hear, let him hear. And I also want you to be leaning in with a prophetic eye so that anything I say scientific or out of the Bible might speak to you. I might not necessarily say something that might help you, but there might be something in that something that might help you. Do you hear me? Because we're going to talk about trees today a little bit. And if I have a title for my message, I think I'd like to call it Palms and Cedars. Did we get pictures? Oh, can we put a picture of the palm tree up there? Oh, you made that look really beautiful. Can we see the cedar tree? Oh, nice. Okay, let's put up our text, Psalm 92, 12. Let's read it through. We got it? The righteous flourish like a palm tree, and they grow like the cedars in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord, and they will flourish in the courts of their God. They shall bear fruit in an old age, they are ever full of sap, and they are green. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. When we're planted, church, we grow. We grow. The tallest trees are planted in the ground. Have you ever seen a tall tree that was planted in a container? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I, okay, I just want to say I brought a plant from home. I'm quite proud of this plant. Is it real? Really? Yes, it's real. I'm very proud of it. I kill frogs, and I kill fish, and I'm very sad about it, and I kill plants. But this one is living, so it's very special to me. It's real. 
So here's an example of a container plant. I won't drop it here. But it's probably not going to get that big, is it? If I plant it in the ground, though, and in California, not here, it will probably grow a lot bigger. Probably couldn't plant a palm tree in here, though, hey? What do you think would happen if we planted a palm tree in here? It would die. It would die. And I've noticed something about tall trees is that they're planted. Tall trees are planted in the ground. And I've also noticed that what isn't planted doesn't flourish. Have you noticed that? That what isn't planted in the ground won't flourish. And that's part of that phenomenon and that trap that I'm noticing is that we want the result of the flourishing, but we don't necessarily want the process of the planting because the process of the planting can it very, uh, so, so often feel mundane. Am I right? But you know what else I notice about trees? Trees don't get to pick their season. I bet a tree wishes it could have summer all year long, okay? I bet trees in Calgary, like I was in Calgary this week, guys, don't miss the weather at all. It was minus 30. And I'm looking at these aspens. Aspens are like those tall poplars. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. You have to, like, endure this winter. I'm so sorry. But we're like trees. You know, we're referred to trees in the Bible. We're, refer we're referred to oaks of righteousness in the Bible. We don't get to pick what season we get to be in, that we have to endure every season, and we can when we're planted because when we're planted, our roots go deeper, and they go deeper and deeper. And when we're reading our Bibles and we're spending time in the presence of the Lord, it becomes water. When we're in community, it becomes like water. And we're in a place where it's speaking life to you. It's water, and the roots just go deeper and deeper and deeper. Let's start with verse 12. We're going to walk through this, okay? This is where my notes come in. It says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree. And grow like the cedar in Lebanon. If you're taking notes, righteous literally means one um, that's conformed to the will of God. One that it's one that would be surrendered to the will of God. To flourish means to thrive. It's this plant, it's flourishing. Well, to me, it's flourishing. And I'm very proud of this plant. It's thriving in my kitchen. And I'm very grateful. So let's talk about palm trees. Can we have a picture of the palm tree up there, please? Oh, there's the palm tree, California palm tree. So you want to learn some fun facts about palm trees? Because it's really interesting because there's a lot of symbolism in here. So I don't want to miss anything. So something interesting about the palm tree, if you've noticed that it's very upright. Have you noticed that? Palm trees don't grow this way. Which way do they grow? They grow up. Palm trees grow up. Some trees are irregular and twisted, but palm trees rise straight towards heaven. Palm trees stand upright among trees. So this is why I was telling you to lean in with your prophetic ear and think about yourself when I'm saying this. Did you know that palm trees can grow up to uh, 197 feet? Did you know that? And that's in Columbia. Um, number two. A palm tree is known for its fruitfulness. It's also known for its nutrition. It's a fruit-bearing tree. It's a fruit that's remarkably nutritious. The date, uh, um, the date palm fruit will last a long time. Also, various varieties of palm trees produce coconuts and acai berries. Um, and when we grow in the house of the Lord, we bear fruit. 
See, roots produce fruit. And do you remember that commandment that God gave us? What did he say? To be fruitful and to multiply so that we could replenish the earth. We can't be fruitful and we can't multiply and replenish the earth if we're not planted in the house of the Lord. Number three, a palm tree is known for its beauty. I think they're beautiful. Do you think that's beautiful? It's beautiful in California. I like going to California. It, it has evergreen foliage. So a palm tree looks like that all year long. Our growth in Jesus will always display the beauty of the Father. Number four, a palm tree is known for its elasticity and its resilience. It can handle different seasons well. So it's saying that when we're planted in the house of the Lord, that we are like palm trees. So when we're planted, that we can handle various seasons well. We won't be high maintenance. We will be like this plant that can grow in any given season and can deal with different conditions. Palm trees are known for their longevity. Did you know that a palm tree can live up to 100 years? If you plant a palm tree, if you th think about this, it's probably going to outlive you. God has a plan for your life, and it's so good that you want, parents, you want your growth in Jesus to outlast you. When we're training our children to be planted in the house of the Lord, we are, we are leaving a legacy saying, you know what? You need to get planted in a local church. You need to get serving in a local church because this is home base for health. This is home base for life. This is home base for support. This is home base for safety. This is home base for accountability and responsibility and surety and growing. This is home base. Number six about palm trees. They love the shade. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Or they love the sun. They can flourish in so many different conditions. They don't need perfect conditions to thrive. We do not need perfect conditions to thrive. So we need to learn to be thankful for no matter what kind of weather this season that our life has. We need to be thankful no matter what kind of weather your life has, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. When our roots go deep, church, nothing can harm us. Nothing can harm us. Okay, let's talk about the cedar of Lebanon. I really like this cedar of Lebanon a lot. Isn't that pretty? Just look at that for a minute. The cedars of Lebanon were used to build God's temple. You can read about that in 1 Kings 7, 2 to 3. The cedars of Lebanon have very deep roots. Okay, so remember, we are referred to cedars of Lebanon when we get planted in the house of the Lord. You're going to like this. For every 10 feet of height that the cedar of Lebanon has above the ground, the roots go 30 feet down. Isn't that wild? So for every 10 feet that a cedar of Lebanon grows, they got 30 feet of roots going into the ground. So can you imagine how deep the roots of that tree will go? Number three, the roots of the cedars of Lebanon have the power to penetrate the hardest of places. The tips of the roots are, are equipped with a substance that allows them to drill through the toughest of rock. This is you. 
This is you when we're planted in the house of the Lord, that we will have roots to, to drill through the toughest of rocks and continue to continue on. When we're planted in the house of the Lord, what it's saying is nothing can stop us, that we will keep thriving, we will keep growing, because you're surrounded by a community that I look at Lena and say, you can do it, Lena. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. If, you know, if, if I need prayer, I can walk up to you and say, would you pray for me, Lena? I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. And we grow, and our roots continue to go deep because that's like water. Number four, cedars are useful to other people. In Psalm 104, 16 to 7, it shows that the cedars provided needs for the other living things like the birds of the air. When we're planted in the house of the Lord, we become useful. What's the point of being saved if we're not helping anybody, guys? Have you ever noticed that the ones that are here, there, and everywhere are usually the ones that aren't really helping anyone? (laughs) Because sometimes, okay, and we've all been there, and God forgive us, and God gets us on the right trajectory, but we've all been there. But it's just that we're just, it's, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. But when we're in the house of God, we're reminded, as we, even as we sing songs like Living Hope, that it's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him, Cam. It's all about him, Natalie, to the glory of his name. Number five, the cedars of Lebanon have an extraordinary ability to resist decay. The sap of the cedar serves as a natural repellent or to harmful insects and fungi. It's like the armor of God. And I wrote here, when you're planted in the house of the Lord, your vitamin C, Pastor Blake, is supernaturally high. It's supernaturally high when you're planted in the house of the Lord. I can't change this, guys. The word of God is saying this. I'm just unpacking it, and it's so good. Number six. I really love this one because Pastor Jake said that this was a year of unity. The cedars of Lebanon model unity. The limbs of neighboring trees actually grow right into the foliage of the neighboring tree beside them. And sometimes they grow together as one. So even if one tree, I could cry as I read this, gets sick or dies, the limbs of the healthy tree will sustain the limbs of the one that's struggling. Is that not amazing? So this models unity. The limbs of neighboring trees grow right into the foliage of the neighboring tree beside it. And sometimes the cedars of Lebanon will grow together as one. So even if one tree gets sick or dies, the limbs of the the sick tree will be sustained by the healthy tree. That's incredible. It's who we are when we're planted. Because when we're planted... We get to know one another. I get to know Cherokee, and Cherokee gets to know me. And when we get to know each other, we care about each other. We text each other. How are you doing? We get a love for one another. We get a compassion for one another. We get an I see you, I hear you, you matter. And compassion grows, and vulnerability comes, and healing begins. Because now we're able to exchange in the grace of life. Number seven, cedars of Lebanon have an incredible longevity, longevity and vitality. The older we get, guys, the better we get. Come on. 
I wrote that in my notes. I was like, yeah, this was last night. <laughs> I'm 42. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. Because you realize that the older that we get, the better we get. I don't care how old or young you are. Lil, you are in your prime time, just like it says to Job, these, and I said this to you in ministry school, that your latter years will be greater than your former years. The older you get, the better you get with Jesus. When we're planted in the house of the Lord, we will flourish in the courts of their God. And I'm seeing a lie from the enemy that's trying to divide families, and it's trying to divide marriages, and it's trying to divide homes, and it's dividing churches. But Jesus is the head of the church, and if we will surrender to the head of the church and not be afraid of control or, or be afraid of this or be afraid of that, but get surrendered and get planted, we will grow in the things that we've dreamed in our hearts and the gifts and the callings that God has in our life will come to pass as we get planted. We'll get planted. What does planting look like? It looks like serving. If you've been coming here for a while, I would encourage you to serve. Get connected. Use your gifts. You get to say hi to people at the door. You can pray with people at the front. Say, how can I pray for you today? If you have a gift, just sing. Join the worship team. If you like kids, if you don't like kids, but if you, if you like, if you like kids, go serve in kids' ministry. Guys, when we get planted, we grow and we flourish. And we can flourish on our own, I guess. But how much greater when we do it together? How much greater? We could be like the cedar. Look at that. You could see one tree, but see how beautiful it is all together. And when we come together, planted in the house of the Lord, we are a greater expression of the glory of God. We get to be a greater expression to the glory of God in our city. We get to be a greater expression to the glory of God in Starbucks. I heard a, a, a great testimony today. We do, we do our team huddles at 9.55 in the morning, and Uche asked if, if anyone had a funny story today or this week. And Sydney said, well, I have a great story. And she was telling this story about, do you want to just share this? Yeah. <laughs> do I have to stand up? Oh, okay. Um, so, Cam, where are you at? Are you up there? Okay, so... Cameron came up to me one day after he went to my Starbucks, and he told me that he met this girl. Her name was Casey. Um, she just moved from Kelowna. She was dealing a lot with, like, addiction and drugs. And yesterday I was working with her, actually, and she told me that that one moment that she spent with Cameron um, caused her to actually want to pursue her own dreams and to actually um, find her way in life. And I just was really uplifted by that, and I actually forgot to tell you that, but now I guess you know. Um... <laughs> But she told me that she just wants to start finding her way. And she actually is interested in coming to church now. So thank you, Cam. When we get planted, we're able to encourage one another and stir one another up to good works for the glory of God. Number 13, and we've talked about verse 13, Cheryl. And I keep saying this scripture over and over. They're planted in the house of the Lord. They'll flourish in the courts of their God. Number 14. 
They'll still bear fruit in old age. Come on, everybody. You are in your prime time, baby. They are ever full of sap, and they are green. Uh, sap gives nutrition to, a, a, to the tree. Can we put that back up, please? It says that they are green. Green is a sign of health. True? I know. It's a sad time. My plants start getting brown, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like my fish. If my fish starts, like, oh, I'm like, oh, no. But my tree's healthy. My tree is in its prime. And you know what, what else I notice about healthy things? Healthy things grow. If you're taking notes, write that down. Healthy things grow. Number 15, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. You know what I saw when I read this verse? The first thing that came to me is that when we're planted in the house of the Lord, that it is not a mousy sound that comes from us. There is a declaration and an anointing and an authority that comes on our life when we're planted in the house of the Lord because the house of the Lord is a place of identity. Did you hear me, young people? The house of the Lord is a place of identity. And guess what happens when we understand our identity? We begin to walk in our authority. And God is raising up a generation to understand their identity so that they be can begin to release their authority. Their authority. Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. If Peter, if Peter and John didn't know their identity when they walked past that man, I know I share this story a lot. I wish I was there to see it real time. But if they didn't know who they were, they wouldn't have said anything to him. But because they knew who they were, they used what they have. And what happened? He was healed, and his life was changed, and it was never the same again. When we're planted in the house of the Lord, we're reminded of who we are in him. And we need people to do that. Say, ah, uh, don't, you shouldn't say that. That's actually kind of weird. We need those. Come on. We need those friends, don't we? That call you and be like, oh, I heard you say this. I really, really love you. But it was kind of weird. We need that. I need that. He's that to me every single day. <laughs> okay, can we have the team come up, the worship team come up? Can we put Ephesians 2.19 on the stage, or up on the stage, on the screen? Let's put it on the stage. Let's stand up, church. When we're planted, we grow. We grow. And that is the goal, is that we would be people that we would be a house, that we would be a church that becomes more like Jesus. Because when we become more like Jesus, we are able to give him away. We are able to give him away. I want to read you Ephesians 2.19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, outsiders without rights of citizenship, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, God's people, and are members of God's household. Next scripture. 
Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole structure is joined together and it continues to increase, growing into a holy temple into the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart, and sacred to the Lord. Next one. In him and in fellowship with one another, you're also being built together into a dwelling place of the Spirit. Is that it? we come together we grow when we come together church that growing is multiplied and I want to do something together as a church do something a little bit different to wrap this up today I don't think that anything can cause you to have a care for one another more than praying for one another am I right you can't be angry at somebody and be praying for them right you can't have things in your heart towards people and be praying for them because God's going to make you deal with those things in your heart while you're praying for them because that prayer that you're praying for the you that prayer that you're praying for them from you causes you to be joined to them. So I want us to pray for one another today. And I'm not going to tell you what to pray because the Holy Spirit's going to show you what you should pray for that individual or families go pray for one another i don't this is a leave no man behind church okay so go find somebody and let's pray for one another before we go home today thanks so much for joining us today we hope you are drawn closer to jesus and that his spirit his love and his life are filling you right now if you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at hope city head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more and if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.